an hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State. From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. All right, welcome to Radio Free New York. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful day before Thanksgiving. Well, that's when uh, I'm recording this live anyway. And if you are listening to us live here on WYSL until 1 p.m. on this uh, day before Thanksgiving, give us a call, 585-346-3000. You know, there's, there's a lot of Thanksgiving-related news right now. There's a bunch of stuff going on in the area that's going to affect my plans, your plans, all of our plans for celebrating Thanksgiving. But I don't just want to talk about politics today. Here's what here's what I'd love to do, because I want to save this for the last segment, but call in at any time. Uh, call in and just share, you know, your Thanksgiving traditions, how those traditions might be changing in light of COVID or, or government shutdowns, however you want to phrase it, and uh, something you're grateful for, too. Uh, give me a call, 585 585- Three four six three thousand, or if you're you're outside of the the five eight five area, we do have an eight hundred number eight six six five five two one zero zero nine. Give us a call uh, here on Radio Free New York and and talk about again. You can talk about politics if you want. You can talk about whatever you want. I'm happy to take your calls, but you know, I want to talk about Thanksgiving traditions at some point today because yeah, I feel like that's a good note to end on and and being grateful because I, I don't want to lose some of the traditions that I've infused into this, which is, again, being grateful, counting my blessings, understanding what I am thankful for this year in my life and what all of us are thankful for in spite of what is what has been a very odd and very challenging year for many people. We can all acknowledge that. Now, speaking of... Uh, <laughs> Speaking of things that are impacting us here, so Governor Cuomo and the the state of New York have declared Rochester an orange zone, um, which it, it well it's not not Rochester specifically. It's chunks of Rochester, chunks of Brighton, chunks of Rondecourt. And for those who live outside the area, that's Rochester and a, a couple of the the suburbs around. It's not even all of the city. There are chunks of the city um, that are not included in that, and it's. It's an interesting thing because it's it's so fine in this case. You know, I think in the beginning, New York State was kind of going in the wrong direction and made everything too blanket and one size fits all. And now people are going in the other direction and they're like, oh, well, maybe maybe this is too granular because you have like restaurants that are basically across the street <laughs> from each other. So like one can open and then one, you know, within sight can open now so for a lot of folks it's like oh well does this this still make sense but either way uh we are in an orange zone it means restaurants are takeout only it means houses of worship 
can only be at 33% capacity, mass gatherings, 10 people maximum, indoor or outdoor. Uh, businesses that are high risk have to close. The, the state is saying that gyms are high risk. Barbers and hair salons are high risk. Uh, businesses like that have to close. Uh, you, you can do apparently outdoor dining, I guess, uh, but it's four person max per table. And, you know, outdoor dining in late November is, well, it's not for everyone. Certainly not for me on most days because you're if you're eating something hot it's going to be cold in just a few minutes but but i suppose in theory you could do that and that schools within the orange zone um you, they're it's basically just some more testing requirements otherwise they're supposed to be uh remote only and i know uh they're figuring it out so today that goes into effect in rochester and uh i don't know if it's specifically for this reason but for any number of reasons. Governor Cuomo is, in fact, in Rochester today. He is, oh, I don't know, about a mile and a half from where I'm doing this show. So he is out and about and around. He is here. He's giving his daily Emmy Award winning, uh, <laughs> can't believe that's real, Emmy Award winning uh, press conference uh, in, in right here in, uh, in my town um, at a, at a church that you know well i won't i won't say anything about church they do a lot of good work in the community and there's i know a, a protest going on outside of that church as well there's folks out there doing that they're also doing a turkey giveaway because you know politicians love to attach themselves to nice events where they sweep in take credit for uh i don't know, maybe governor cuomo is donating some of that i, I don't know but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was just coming in taking credit and and that's it. So he gets to look like he's giving away the turkeys. If anyone can correct me on that, because I couldn't find, I was looking for information to see if Governor Cuomo was actually giving any of this stuff away. But he is in Rochester. He's giving a press conference. I think still right now. I was watching it before, and he was explaining, you know, he he was explaining uh, basically his usual stuff. You know, here are the numbers. New York's doing great. I'm the best. Uh, except for some of these places, you guys need to, to be careful saying that Trump CDC was, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what you're saying about that. But, you know, I, I was only half listening. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I can't, I, man, I can't listen to that guy for anything because he, he keeps bragging about himself. He keeps talking about what a great job he is doing. And he, again, this, this is the guy who wrote a book on what he's doing. And now New York State is facing a significant rise in COVID cases, and a significant rise in hospitalizations. And, you know, in fact, in the Rochester area, it is a serious thing. The, the, the hospitals are filling up. Again, I, I never want to say that this isn't something that we shouldn't be taking seriously. Of course we should. Now, again, is the state taking the right approach to this? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. You, you, you all have heard me say repeatedly that I, I don't think that the state is taking the right approach to this. I think they take often a ham-fisted approach that doesn't take science into account. And we have, uh, you know, and again, Larry talked about this a lot yesterday. Uh, but, you know, we, we have we have silly things with, you know, like looking at the science of whether or not schools need to be shut down in most cases. The, the answer is no, it doesn't. Whether or not gyms are an actual source of spread, no, probably not. I think you could make a better argument for restaurants and bars, at least, that, you know, if, if you're in a bar, 
you're drinking late and you're getting sloppy and you're not wearing masks. You could make an argument for that. Now, I still think that there are ways that you could do it safely. And yet, these businesses have no opportunity to thrive. And actually, speaking of which, I, I want to make sure I get to this before I forget. I do have an update from the story I talked about Monday. So on Monday, we had Dwayne Whitmer in, and we were talking for the second half of the show with him, Dwayne Whitmer, who is the, the Erie County Libertarian Party chair. He's been the guest on the show many times. Uh, he was at uh, a, a gym that was subject to uh, a viral video, and he was one of the folks in, in the video. He was there, uh, so we're happy to talk with him. And now this gym ended up getting, uh, and, and the owner's name is uh, Robbie De Niro, and they ended up getting a $15,000 fine for defying orders to shut down his business. And I know they had a, a civil disobedience action. I don't know if it was uh, related to that. That's stuff that uh, Dwayne was talking about in the second half of Monday's show. But, you know, he got in this confrontation with sheriffs and the health departments, basically told them to, to leave the, the facility. They gave him a $15,000 fine. Now, after this, I, I did say that if there's ever a GoFundMe set up for this type of stuff, that I would share that information. Uh, so there was one set up. Interestingly enough, this GoFundMe was set up by Erie Counter Comptroller uh, Stefan uh, 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 Mohilu. I think that's that's how I say his name, Stefan Mohilu. Um, and he is the guy who set up the GoFundMe. Um, I believe it's legit. I, I think it's, it's real. So it looks like he, he set that up. And that is certainly a thing. I will share the link. They look like they've raised quite a bit already. Uh, as of this live broadcast, they have raised $27,158. So I will share that. There is a GoFundMe out there for the gym who was fined $15,000 for defying the state's shutdown orders. So that's, that's information out there for you, whether or not you like them, don't like them think they're doing a good thing by defying authority or being reckless i'll let you guys figure that out y'all are adults you can you can decide that for yourself but they are facing a significant penalty or at least were it looks like they're they've exceeded their goal but they were facing a significant penalty for staying open and trying to survive in the midst of these conditions and again i think there's plenty of skepticism to be had that gyms themselves are a significant source of spread all right, so we're out of time on that, but we'll be back in a few minutes talking more about how New York State is impacting our Thanksgiving. We'll talk about some of the New York State throughway stuff and a few other things coming up, too, here on Radio Free New York. Give us a call, 585-346-3000, if you want to chime in. Talk to you soon. listening to Radio Free New York. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we're talking about talking about Thanksgiving, a few of the other things going on with gatherings, with a throughway. Talking about orange zones. Of course I, I live I live in one of these orange zones now. 
high number of cases in my area. Again, be careful if you need to be careful, right? There's some folks out there, they need to be careful, real thing. But, you know, I, where I start to have a problem is when some of these rules are enforced by the state. And apparently, you know, I'm not the only one who has these issues. Uh, the, the New York State Sheriff's Association is also, you know, issued a statement over this as well. And, and many county sheriffs are not going to actively enforce this. Now, they're not saying, again, go and have a 30-person gathering. They're not, they're not saying stuff like that. I'm just saying the same thing I, I am for the most part. Like, well, you know, take whatever precautions you think are appropriate. You're adults. Take care of yourself. But they're not going to go around and check your driveways. And they're not going to go around and, you know, raid your houses because you might have more than 10 people. Most of them are. Can't speak for all of them, obviously. But but a lot of the, the New York... Sheriff's Association is saying that doesn't have the resources or the legal authority to uh, to enforce this rule. And, you know, I'll read off part of their statement. And, it, well, you know, I'll read the whole thing. It says, uh, since the first COVID-19 orders issued by the New York State Health Department, sheriffs across the state have been responding to thousands of complaints of violations uh, of those orders. Uh, they have been doing what they can within the law and in the Constitution to address those complaints. The criminal laws have been very limited applicability with respect to those complaints, and in most cases, use of criminal laws would be unwise. Fortunately, our citizens have, for the most part, willingly complied with advice and encouragement to follow health directives. We think that this is the best approach, and we continue to advise and encourage all citizens to comply with guidance issued by the state and federal health agencies and exercise caution and common sense. So far, that approach seems to have worked, helping New York State achieve one of the lowest infection rates in the country without having to apply heavy-handed law enforcement targets. Again, ask people to do the right thing and um and now we have uh governor cuomo uh saying that you know uh and this is a quote from him said uh i'm a law enforcement officer. i enforce the laws i don't get to pick and choose cuomo said uh he's saying that what what he ended up doing is he called the sheriffs who aren't enforcing this uh dictators which you know again he's saying that because they're they're apparently choosing to not enforce the laws that uh he has put into place even though they're saying look we don't have the resources to do this we don't think it it's, it seems like some of them aren't you know sure that it would even hold up in court if someone really challenged the thing and you know now he's he's calling them he's calling them dictators. He's calling uh one of them a dictator. Uh, let's see. I mean, he's saying yeah you yeah you have a sheriff who won't enforce the laws. You can't enforce these things in, uh, inconsistently. Again, I, I I'm actually I this is what I would like to see out of sheriff's departments. Like again, when they, when they see a law that's unconstitutional, inappropriate, you know why. Why would they go out of their way to enforce it? I, you know, I'm okay with this. I mean, this is something that I, I would like to see on the Second Amendment level, in, in many cases as well, and I'd like to see more of that. But again, if it goes something of the the, you know, the actual highest law of the land, the Constitution, and again, I think enforcing gatherings is 
is not something anyone wants to do. Now, again, not telling you to be dumb, not telling you to, to go out and, you know, have a party. If, if you're if you're out sick, don't don't go and hang out with your family. Use some discretion. Be smart about it. If someone is vulnerable, they're they're very elderly or they have one of the pre-existing conditions. Be careful with them. Maybe maybe it's best not to do that. Um, you know, and that's in fact what my family has done. But we, we have our reasons. You know, we decided that it wasn't worth the risk for us. That's the decision we made. But that's my decision to make that. That might not be the right decision for you. And I don't presume that my decision, that my family's decision, that I think is best for us, is going to be the right decision for your family. And Governor Cuomo doesn't have that right either. And of course, Governor Cuomo is, you know, was originally going to go have Thanksgiving dinner. He said he was going to have Thanksgiving dinner with his uh, 87-year-old relative. And then he got so much heat from that, you know, do as I say, not as I do, that he ended up backing off from it. And, yeah, you know, I, Governor Cuomo continues, and, and that's, what, that's what kills me about a lot of this stuff. Governor Cuomo continues to appear as a hypocrite. Many politicians do. They, now, while they tell us, oh, well, we need to shut down, it's for your safety, it's what we do, they continue to go and hold gatherings themselves. You know, the Governor Newsom out in California that kind of made the news for doing that. Uh, congressional leaders also were going to go hold a big, uh, you know, kind of welcome to Congress type of thing uh, after uh, the election. They're going to go hold a big dinner party. Well, okay, fine. That's your thing. But what drives me nuts is, again, the, the same people holding this dinner party, the same people telling, you know, wagging their finger at us little people for... Uh, you know, having Thanksgiving dinner with our families. My goodness. Can, can they not see how that looks? Do they not care? Not see how our families, our businesses are suffering under this? And how I think there are people who could make a good faith argument. Again, there's really a dangerous disease out there. But when they're telling us to do that, and they're going out and they're engaging in that risky behavior, they're not wearing their masks, they're doing all sorts of goofy stuff that they tell us is risky and that could, in theory, be enforced with law enforcement officers that we could be subject to violence, fees, the destruction of our businesses over. And that's what gets me mad. That's what gets many of you mad, That many of us mad. Why on earth can they not abide by their own rules? Why do they get to be above the law, the politicians like Governor Cuomo? And, all right, you know, I'm going to read a couple comments here. First of all, hi, Garrett. Thank you for saying hi, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, sir. Says he's thankful for Cuomo turkeys. Uh, by the way, did, did, did anyone see the uh, the thing uh, behind Cuomo at the press conference? He's giving away these, or, or giving away or selling these masks. The don't be a turkey, wear a mask. Um, and, uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, man, what a turkey. All right, and, uh, you know, getting another one here uh, from Ian. I agree with the sheriff, but also see this is another trending agenda-driven tactic, just like governors, but on the opposite side. They're preaching about the Constitution for a specific instance. Why is the same thought process not include all unconstitutional search and seizures? They take part in on a daily basis an unconstitutional civil asset forfeiture that happens 
daily. The Constitution does not apply on specific days of the year. Yeah, man, you know, I, I kind of agree with that, Ian. You know, you're right. I, I do wish that, you know, sheriff would say, well, you know, this law is unconstitutional. It violates the Fourth Amendment. It violates the Second Amendment. It violates the First Amendment. Whatever it is, you know, and which it, they would not do that, which they would not break their oaths. Unfortunately, you know, that's not how it works and that uh, they... I think it is a problem to pick and choose in a lot of cases. I, I wish that, you know, there's some consistency across the board on the the sheriff's level, the state level, the federal level about not enforcing constitutional laws. Well, a guy can dream, right? I mean, that's what this show is about is that we're, we're calling attention to these inconsistencies and the violations of the Constitution. When we see them, we want to call them out and, and hopefully have an influence on that again when we see when we talk to our sheriffs you know during election season and in between you know you could talk to them in between too is that when they are put in a position to violate our rights that we need to stand up for that and again i i like seeing small business owners like the one in erie county stand up to that i i do like seeing that i, I think that again we can figure this out without resorting to fees and force in most cases that you can be responsible and again i'm asking you to be personally responsible take care of the health of yourself and your family do what you can you know i don't like that the state is going to use this and disproportionately impact people without power because that's how it often goes um hmm. so and we get another comment from uh, uh, Nicholas here. Just watched the Governor's New Conference and Aegis Mid. They're tracking cell phones uh, and knowing that most folks are staying close to home, hence the orange zone designation that are limited to specific locales. Ooh, interesting. You know, actually, there is some interesting cell phone data out there. They're tracking by county, and they're tracking how far people are going. It's, I don't know how I feel about this. A little bit about that makes me uneasy. But, all right, we'll talk about that and more here on Radio Free New York. We'll be back in just a few. listening to Radio Free New York. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And, of course, shout out down the line to our friends over at WACK out in Newark and WENY, the Patriot down Southern Tier. And, of course, our friends who are listening online on the Kevin Wilson ROC page, on the Radio Free New York page, on the YouTube channel, on Twitter as well. Thank you for listening in and thank you for your comments. I appreciate all of you. And speaking of listeners engaging with the show, it sounds like we have Garrett from Chautauqua. Garrett, what's going on? Hey, Kevin. Happy Thanksgiving again. Yeah, thank you, sir. What's on your mind? Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm I'm thankful despite everything that's gone down in in 2020. You know, I think the trials and the the tough times that we've gone through have, have kind of, you know, strengthened relationships and sort of made people focus on what's important versus all the nonsense in their lives. So, um, despite you know all the trouble, and this is not to downplay you know people who are 
really suffering from from all this, but I, I think it's um, in the long run made us stronger in some senses. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I would would say that is the case with many people. Again, it's, same with you. Don't want to discount the the real struggles people have, but you know it's a, it is an opportunity to focus on family and to focus on what we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be interesting tonight, you know, because it's one of the classic busy times uh, for, like, bars and restaurants. And I think it's going to be interesting because I really see, like, a conflict between what the Sheriff's Association is, is putting out there, at least in our county in Chautauqua. You know, our sheriff signed on to that um, non-enforcement thing. But then just yesterday, our county health department came out and publicly, publicly stated that they're going to start cracking down and issuing violations to to people and businesses who aren't in compliance with these mandates. Yeah, and, and that's the thing about uh, county enforcement. Just because a, a sheriff's department isn't going to go and enforce things on your personal home doesn't mean that the the government as a whole doesn't have tools to be able to, to punish you for noncompliance, especially businesses like restaurants for sure, gyms, other things, hair salons, like the county health department has their hands in that and they can, you know, use different tools to take away your ability to legally operate. Um, and so it's not just a sheriff's department thing. It's, it's a health department and, and other city and county officials that can, you know, take away your livelihood for non-compliance. Yeah, which is the last thing a lot of people need right now. And, you know, I can understand that because they said in the same article, the county health department, then they're just being inundated with complaint calls. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there who, for whatever reason, are concerned about what their neighbors are doing, and it kind of forces their hand to, to a big extent at the county level. They can't just do nothing or that same person's going to be right back on the phone in an hour. Yeah, I mean, right, right back in. You know, again, I, I, I want people to be careful. I would never call the police or the health department on anyone. I would just encourage you to, you know, not be rec uh, reckless and risky. But I don't want to bring, you know, violence and destructive in, into your life through either the police or the health department either. And, again, I, I understand that there's a real disease out there, that there's something that's happening. But I think that there are better ways to, to handle it than the government often chooses to. But, all right, well, so thank you so much, Garrett, for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for calling in, and thank you for sharing what, you know, you are, are, are thankful for, too. Uh, and I want to spend all of the next segment doing that. So so thank you for calling in. And if you want to call in, too, 585-346-3000. Thank you for being here. And, again, thank you, Garrett, for calling in, and thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And, by the way, folks, uh, for those of you listening online, you know, I did post a map, you know, this – the, the cell phone tracking tool that, that Nicholas was talking about, it's not just, um, you know, for those of you, you know, looking at the Facebook page. And if, if you're not, if you're listening to this on the radio, you can go and check this out later on the Radio Free New York page. But it's not just like a, a tinfoil hat thing. You know, it's it's that people really are tracking cell phone data. And, and they started doing this back in March to determine, you know, whether or not people were traveling long distances, uh, you know, or if they were actually staying home and locking down and doing all this stuff. And uh, the 
Google also has a really interesting report as well. Um, so I'll share the link for that for New York State in the the comments of our online stream. And so for the folks listening on the radio, again, you'll just have to go and check that out. And I'll just kind of tell you what it is. You know, they're tracking how much people are are traveling to different types of places based on uh, the baseline of, you know, I guess last year is what it looks like. Uh, so like kind of a normal average year. And, you know, so across New York State, they'll have like the county breakdown, but uh, there's there's 28% less travel to retail and recre recreation based on uh, the baseline. 7% uh, less travel to uh, grocery and pharmacy, um, which, you know, I guess that's not much of a change, you know, since the people still need to go out and shop, right? I guess maybe they're, they're going out a little bit less frequently. 7% uh, uh, less travel to parks, even though you can see the trend lines on that, you know, above the baseline, and there's like huge spikes at different times of the year. Uh, it, so it's not really all that much different, to be honest, because I mean, there's, there's huge spikes in that. 44% uh, less travel to transit stations. So people going to subway, bus, train stations, things like that. 34% less travel compared to the baseline to workplaces. Makes sense. I'm only going into work maybe once a week. Maybe. I'm not even... In some days, if anyone even has a little bit of sniffle, I can work from home. I'm lucky that I can work from home. Uh, but that's that's not the case for everyone. You know, I know a lot of people, like, their jobs require you... Many of your jobs require you to be there in person. You ain't got a choice. And, and Governor Cuomo saying, like, oh, just get an essential job. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, every job that, that brings puts food on your table is in many ways essential. Absolutely not. So you can't just go out and do that. It's ridiculous. But, you know, if you can work from home, I'm lucky to be able to do that. Lots of people aren't doing that. And then uh, residential travel uh, is actually up 13%. So that's Google using its phone data, location data to... Uh, to track whether or not people are going to other folks' homes. And it's interesting, like, a lot of people don't realize how much data is being tracked. Like, I, I see it because I, I work in digital advertising, and, you know, I build ads around, you know, what's called geofences. Like, so, like, if you go into a certain area, we'll, we'll show you an ad. Like, so, yeah, like, this, this data is all around you. It's all there. It's all not exactly publicly accessible, uh, but, but sort of is. And you can also see that in trends like if you ever go to Google and you see on the side, it's called a, like a Google My Business panel, and you'll see you know whether or not a place is busy. Well, well guess what? That's that Google tracking your phone data to determine if you are at a business. And then you get those push notifications saying, uh, "Do you want to? You are here. Do you want to leave a review?" And you can go through and you can see where you were the whole time. Now, government has the same access to that data, and they're using that to, to determine whether or not people are actually staying still, like they're asking. And, you know, another thing related to this, too, is, you know, we, we got big changes now. People are going to be tracking travel across the state and all that stuff. And uh, the thruway just recently went through some changes. And, and I'm still trying to, to figure out how I feel about this because the thruway now, they're going to only cashless tolling. You're just going to drive through. They got the little things over there. You, you either have the easy pass or they'll take a photo of your uh, your license plate. And this isn't necessarily unusual. There, there are other people doing – there are other – systems doing this when I drove to Toronto last year they just 
took a picture of my license plate and sent me a bill like two months later. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll get to, to a few of the, the other comments here. Uh, so Jericho says, you know, what I find interesting is that more of these businesses close down where young people would normally be wearing masks. They instead turn to having parties inside their homes where people are not wearing masks, making the spread probably worse in the long run. It's tough to know what the answer is. I'm a nurse practitioner, and I can tell you that the cases are climbing and hospitals being more full is very real. That being said, we cannot legislate human behavior. It fails and causes resentment and backlash. You know, and that's what I think, too. It's, it's okay, so we can't go out to bars. And again, Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, is often one of the busiest nights of the year. People are still going to try to see each other. They're just going to do it in their homes, and they'll probably be less careful than they would in a business. So we, we're, we're probably going to see a rise in cases anyway. It's just that there's different outlets for it. So whenever government tries to, to legislate something, there's always downstream consequences. They're not thinking about how humans are going to respond to what they hope is going to be the law. It's again, the people, the, the government doesn't always realize how people are going to react to their intentions. All right. Thanks again for listening to Radio Free New York. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And then again. If you have anything that you're grateful for, any Thanksgiving traditions that you want to share, give us a call, 585-346-3000. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Radio Free New York. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. And, you know, I did look it up during the break. There, there's the name that I was trying to think of of the day before Thanksgiving, the big drinking holiday, uh, Blackout Wednesday. Yeah, that's that's a name I've heard of. But that's uh, not really going to be a thing this year, or at least not in bars in my neighborhood. It's, uh, it's going to be very quiet in my area. Only outdoor dining, takeout dining only. And, and outdoor dining limited to four people. And it's, it's going to be a chilly night. All right, so in one other piece of news, just because it's relevant and topical, is that apparently Governor Cuomo didn't end up handing out any turkeys in Rochester like promised. Uh, I just retweeted that from, you know, a local reporter. So, yeah, Governor Cuomo just trying to soak up all the credit, not doing any of the work. Typical, typical, typical. All right. So anyway, uh, you know, I want uh, to I want to be done with the, the politics. But I, w- I want to talk about what I'm grateful for. I want to talk about my Thanksgiving traditions. And I would love to hear from you, too. Five, eight, five, three, four, six, three thousand. What are you grateful for this year? And, you know, so I'll just I'll just say what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the opportunity to have the show to share it with Larry Sharp and, and occasionally Andrew Hollister, too. Uh, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to get to know many of you. I got to know many people during my campaign this year. Got to talk to you about your challenges, your struggles, your hopes, your dreams. I appreciate all that. So thank you for that, and thank you for being here. And when when I say thank you, I, I mean it sincerely. Thank you for listening to the show and be a part, being a part of something that we hope improves the lives of New Yorkers in the long run through education, advocacy, um, and again, just getting people to understand the concepts of how liberty makes our lives better. So thank you for listening. 
sharing, engaging in conversations, and we hope to continue to do more of that in the next year. You know, I'm thankful for my ability to, my being able to have a job still. I'm thankful that I'm able to still be at work. I'm able to work from home. I know many of you can't do that. And so I'm thankful that I'm able to continue making a living when so many people struggling around us can't. Now I'm thankful I'm, I'm having my, my, first, uh, my first baby next year. I'm having a, a baby. I have a baby due in March. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. My family's very blessed to be able to, uh, to be able to be growing in the next year. And that's, you know, again, something that I'm very excited for. I'm very grateful for that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, you know, having a new part of my family next year, you know, and I, and I'm grateful for, again, the people around me, my wife, my friends, those who have made what has been a very challenging year, you know, brighter that, we work to help each other out, you know, my family, my friends, and I hope many of you have that same thing around you as well. And, you know, I try to do this as frequently as I can to keep positive, to think about how my life is enriched by the people around me, by my luck, by my hard work too. And, you know, being able to, to be in the position that I am. So, Again, thank you to all of you who uh, who make my life better, richer, and more fulfilled. Uh, the fans of this show, people like Larry and Andrew too, my family. So it's going to be an exciting next year for me as well. Um, and so normally, this time of year, I'd be going home to my parents. Uh, they live in the Utica, Rome area. Uh, we, we often do Thanksgiving at my grandparents' house. They have a nice house just outside of Rome, New York, and we would be, you know, usually my wife's the one who prepares a lot of the food. She's probably the most best organized person in the family, uh, and she'd be cooking the turkey with relatives, and, you know, we'd have stuffing and green beans and all that stuff, and, you know, I'll talk about one of, one of our fun family traditions. We, we play this game called uh, Pass the Trash. There's other names for it, too, but we you know, we get around, and, and everyone in the family, from my, my grandparents to my, my youngest cousins and second cousins, um, and so, you know, we have kids there as young as, like, four or five years old. We're playing this game. You just have to pass a single card around the table, and the person with the, the lowest card loses. And, and that's it. It's a simple game. And every year, we go and we play this game. So we got, I don't know, usually we have, like, 15, 20 people there, depending on how, how much it is. Uh, sometimes it's fewer. It's only like 10 of us there. But, you know, we, we play this game. It's an opportunity for families across, oh, goodness, at least four generations, you know, <laughs> to, to get together, to talk with one another, and to, to be in the moment. We're not focusing on, you know, we, we kind of take this opportunity to not focus too much on politics, not focus too much on the challenges of our lives, just to be together, to play a fun game, to teach a new skill, and you know, I guess if you could call past the trash a skill, to teach a new thing to the next generation. That's how it often goes, and everyone can participate equally. So it's a fun thing, and that's you know, unfortunately, I'm very sad. I'm not going to be able to to be a part of that this year, and I'm sure many of you have your traditions that 
are going to be more challenging this year. That for whatever reason, either you've decided or a relative's decided that it's not best to get together. You know, my family, we're, we're all going to get together over Zoom, which, you know, we did earlier in the year for uh, birthdays as well. Uh, and, you know, it's nice. We still get to see everyone's faces. Now, if you've ever had a conference over Zoom, you know how hard it is when you get 10 people on the same thing trying to all talk at once. So that can be tough. But, you know, again, at least you get to see faces. You get to share the stories of your development and your life. You get to, to see uh, what people are doing. And, and so that's that's going to have to be the, the tradition this year. That's, that's what it's going to have to be. And we're just going to hope that by next year, uh, everything's going to be back to normal. Again, I don't think that the governor or the sheriff's department should be enforcing the 10-person rule. But, you know, but many people in my family have decided that it's for the best to do that. So I'm not going to be there in person having Thanksgiving. That's despite having a very large turkey. But luckily, I know I, <laughs> we were able to find some friends who were willing to, to split that turkey with us. And, now, you know, have a nice, we're, we're going to share a good 20-pound turkey that we're expecting all my uh, family to be able to eat with us this year. But that's all right. It is what it is. And again, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, if you want to call in, 585-346-3000. Um, and, you know, just tell us, you know, what you're grateful for, what some of your traditions are. Let me know. Otherwise, I'll just keep talking about what I do. And, you know, again, uh, I, I, this is this is my personal thing. I, I like to reflect on, you know, what, what I have rather than what the challenges are. Because if we get too bogged down and what the problems are, and often this show focuses on problems. I recognize that, but if we get too bogged down in all of the problems, it can it can hurt us mentally, and it can prevent us from working together to find the solutions to make a better place. So I focus on two again: how can we build a better future? What do we have now? What are we lucky to have? How do we keep what we have? How do we? And and, and again, focusing on how do we recognize how very blessed that we are? So taking the opportunity to do that every Thanksgiving. My wife uh, also say makes us, but it's, it's a nice thing. We do like a, one of those Thanksgiving wreaths where you're supposed to write down what you're thankful for. So that's that's a nice thing, too. We have that tradition every year as well, in addition to, to, to playing past the trash and eating the big meal and, and, and watching football, of course. You know, Bills fan, no Bills game this year. There were last year. But, uh, you know, it's also part of it, too. And so we'll do that from a distance. We'll talk about the game, you know, probably over text or something, and and or whatever games are interesting to us. And uh, yeah, again, try to make the best of what we have. And I hope that all of you have the same thing too. Take a moment to think about what you're grateful for, what you're thankful for. Practice gratitude, and celebrate in whatever way you can. No judgment. All right. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We will talk to you next week. <laughs>